My name is Jonah Wright, and it's my job to give you the tools that you need in order to build a full and successful life from the ground up and with your own two hands. This is the Blue Collar Blueprint Podcast. Well, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have the incredible honor of sitting here with uh, Wall Street Journal best-selling author Ken Rusk. His book is called Blue Collar Cash, and I will tell you right before we get started with anything that if it isn't already on your bookshelf or in your Audible account, you need to stop whatever you're doing and make sure you get it there because Ken is a wealth of experience and insight and all kinds of great information for anybody who's looking to become successful in the blue collar space. And so I am absolutely over my heels, thrilled out of my mind to have uh, Ken on the podcast here because uh, this is exactly what he does. Uh, I'm a little tiny itty bitty fish in the blue collar space right now. And Ken is sort of the behemoth. So it's an honor to have you here. And uh, Ken, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Um, Do you mind just taking a moment to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what's going on? Sure. Well, Jonah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and good Friday to you. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's an interesting story because uh, w- when I was 15, I was I was in high school like everybody else. And my high school shared a fence, the property did, with a industrial park next door. And, um, you know, we had to cut through a hole in this fence to get through the industrial park to go to the carryout, which was our ultimate destination, hang out <laughs> after school. Like that's what kids did, right? And I'll never forget, as I would as I would walk through this industrial park, I would see all this energy, all these people milling about, all these businesses that were thriving and things that, you know, young guys liked, you know, dump trucks and backhoes and all kinds of crazy things. And so I knew somebody that worked there. And so I said, you know, I, I, I need my first used car. I got to I want to take my girlfriend out for pizza or go bowling with my buddies. You know, I want to <laughs> have a little cash in my hand. So. I said, what, what do you guys do here? And they're like, well, you know, we're ditch diggers. I mean, that's basically what we do. We we drain water away from old, wet, smelly basements. And uh, I said, well, I think I'm qualified to do that. So <laughs> I uh, I literally jumped on board and I would dig ditches in the summertime. And then in the winter, I would work in the office. And um, I got to kind of learn the front and the back of the house, as they say, and how the whole thing worked. And uh, it was a growing company. So I paid attention. And Three or four years of that, I'm, I'm now 18. What am I going to do? Am I going to college? Am I not? Um, and they came to me and they said, we're looking to open up franchise offices, like branch offices of this company. So long story short, I did that for three or four years. I lived out of a suitcase in Columbus, Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and um, got tired of living out of a suitcase and moved here to Toledo, Ohio, where I opened up my company in 1986. Started with six people. We now have over 200 and uh, that's it. It's been a hell of a ride. That sounds absolutely phenomenal. And, and it's great to hear this because you recount this story in a little bit more detail, more thoroughly in the book, which again, you got to make sure you read because it's such a such a great journey from start to finish. So you get started working in sort of this blue collar space, uh, doing ditch, literally ditch digging as a 15, 16 year old kid. How long does it take you to learn how to do a job like that. I mean, this is something that's, we don't have basements down here in Florida. So this is a little bit of a foreign idea to me, but how long does something like that learn how to? Well, you know, you have you have various levels of experience when you get into the company and, and believe me, you'll learn the business end of a shovel real quick, right? <laughs> but the, the cool thing was, you know, this was a highly in, in, incentivized company. So there was lots of performance bonuses and lots of things like that. So 
I was in control, even at a very young age, of my input, you know, my output, the quality of that output, my day, my schedule, my time, and and my financial gain. So I was thinking to myself, well, you know, th- these are some of the the things that were instilled in my head from a very young age from my father, which is, you know, you, you've got four brothers, we're living in this very small house, I've got limited means, and I can do basic stuff to keep you you know, alive and 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 surviving and and uh, and living a pretty decent life. But if you if you need something beyond that, then you have to go figure out a way to do it. So it was always risk reward for me. And and um, the harder I worked, the more money I made, and and the more rewards I could I could get for myself. So started early on my passion for seeing the future and what it could look like, and then finding a way to go get it. That's fantastic. Now I have to imagine that in a business like this, there had to have been. I mean, how many people were working in this company when you were working your way sort of up through the ranks when you're in high school? Well, I, I would say this, there was, it was, the company was, was probably about four or five years old at the time. So I'm going to guess there was 30 some people there, um, maybe 10 in the front and 20 in the back. Okay. And um, so it was a spot where, I mean, you walked in and you could see what was going on. And you, if you just kept your eyes and ears open and, and that's the thing I tell everybody, if you want to become like an entrepreneur kind of thing, and, and the difference between an entrepreneur and entrepreneur is the entrepreneur starts to think from scratch and he or she takes all the risk and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're buying all the dump trucks and taking out loans and paying for insurance and doing all the things where an entrepreneur gets to work within that framework and say, okay, I don't own this place, but I feel like I own what I do. I own my little department and I work my little department the way I see it and I can control it and therefore control my financial gain. So it's it's the essence of, of thinking about how to be an entrepreneur in any company. And all you have to do literally is just keep your eyes and your ears wide open, ask a lot of questions and um, you will flow your way to the top real quick. Yeah, that's great. So that's that's really an interesting idea. I don't think I've ever heard that term entrepreneur. That's a really cool idea, especially for people, because I think this is one of the things that people find and they struggle with when they're starting to get into the trades is they think like, well, I've heard plumbers make a bunch of money, but I just got hired and I'm making $25 an hour. It's like, well, yeah, because you don't know what you're doing yet, right? You, you've got to learn the skill set and you've got to develop these things. Uh, so I love this idea of sort of working within the framework of somebody else's company in order to learn, like you said, the front end, the back end, the business end of the shovel, what's going on in the spreadsheets, you know, in the office, the sales, all of this stuff. Uh, so that's that's a fantastic way to approach that with a very minimal risk you can really master a business master your skill set and then enable yourself to uh, really be able to grow within a company Uh, but i guess what ultimately i wanted to ask you is you're an 18 year old kid you must have done something really unique and special to be the guy that they said i want you to go out there and sell this uh this idea as a as a franchise so what were some of the things that set you apart from the other 30 people who are working in this company that put you in that position? Well, first off, I, I think I, I think I was one of those people who just was, again, I was aware. I kept my eyes and ears open and I asked a lot of questions and I, I looked for opportunities for advancement because, you know, it was just something that I, I wanted to grow within a company. If If I wasn't going to go to college, which I didn't, then I was going to use this journey as my college, okay? I was going to use the environment within the the things I could learn, the things I could adapt to, the things I could use, the things I could, you know, forecast. And I was going to use that as my college. I mean, it was 
and, and but I was getting paid to go there right. instead of paying <laughs> to go to college, which is the big difference. But yeah, I, I think, and here's the beautiful part about this, you know, supply and demand is a funny thing. You, you can never mess with supply and demand unless you artificially skew the numbers and then you're just messing with yourself. But in this day and age, there are so many people that have small businesses that are looking to retire and they turn around and there's no one to give their business to. There's no one to hand it off to. There's no one to sell it to. I have four or five friends right now in the tile business, in the outdoor kitchen, the stone and masonry business, in the roofing business. And, and these are people in the concrete business that they've got people that work for them, but they don't have people that they can literally, you know, give their company to or sell it to. And right now, if you're that person that's, you know, bright eyed and on time and firm handshake and you look people in the eye and you ask questions, you're going to get almost vortex to the top so fast. Right. Right. Because there's 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 a lot fewer of those people out there. And that sets up a golden opportunity for you to not only create, you know, a, a, a great ramp ramp up in within the company, but also to really create an amazing life for yourself. I mean, if you think it's fun making 30, 40, $50 an hour as an employee, yeah, that's awesome. Now try having 10 or 15 of those people working within for you. Right. It, it's, it's a whole nother scenario. And, and that's why I say, this is a crisis, this blue collar scenario. And that's why I call it in the book, uh, in, in my book, Blue Collar Cash, I call it a crisis. There, there is such a golden opportunity for someone who recognizes that's a crisis and yes. says, wow, yeah. there's a problem. I'm going to get myself in there and fix some of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, and crisis is the right word. I mean, we, we literally have people who literally build the entire world that we exist in uh, are just retiring out and there just aren't enough people coming in. Now, this is a problem, you know, nationwide, worldwide but it's a really, really good opportunity for anybody with their head who just a little bit screwed on right because you can go out there and make a fortune if you're willing to put your head on right and get out there. It's like when the economy crashed in 2008 and they were giving real estate away. It was mm -hmm. the people who were in a position to be able to go in there and scoop up those properties who made an absolute killing as opposed to everybody else who was saying, oh no, I don't wanna do that or I'm going to follow sort of the the the, the wider path as it were. So I couldn't agree with you more. It is, it is so essential that people understand um, how much of a wealth of opportunity there is at every turn, because again, you can literally move your head like this anywhere you are. If it was made by human hands, those hands belong to a blue collar guy. And that guy is going to get paid a bunch of money in order to do quality work. And let's not forget the blue collar gals too. I've interviewed Absolutely. welders and electricians and, yeah. and um, you know, people that work in, in, on, on, you know, mills and drill press. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the people that, that are out there doing these things. And, and you know, what's funny about them is, you know, they say that in, in, the, the people in the blue collar field, their, the, their happiness quotient is in the mid to upper sixties in the percentile okay. and people that work in the offices, their happiness quotient is in like the 30s so <laughs> the difference is is the people that are, are in blue collar scenarios they don't go around telling everybody how great it is but right. <laughs> but, but but honestly i i think one of the things that we need to remember is that we don't live to work we work so that we can in fact live and 
I'm interested in with the book specifically, I'm interested in what the living looks like. Because for me, you know, nobody ever rolled up into my driveway and said, you know, they've seen everything that I've accomplished or look at what I've done and said, wow, what degree do you have? Okay. Right. They, they all asked me, well, how'd you grind this life out? Well, I'm, I'm happy to share that information, but we, we need to understand that at the end of the day, as long as we're living the way we want to live for ourselves and the way we see it, the way we see that big picture of life for ourselves, it really doesn't matter how you get there because, yeah, right. you know, work is eight to 10 hours of your day. Life is the other 14. And, you know, that's the part that you should really be thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you, that, that really reminds me of one of my favorite quotes uh, from the book where you say it's not what you do for a living, it's what you do with what you do for a living. And I, I was working out there doing my drywall thing. When I heard that, I paused it and I said, I need to write that down because that is such a great way of approaching life. And that's really what we teach. I mean, that's certainly what I teach. And I think that's the same kind of thing that you, you ultimately get down to, which is that the blue collar lifestyle is an incredible vehicle to get you to going to a specific place. Uh, as I define it, that place is to become financially free, right? To be able to provide for your family, to be able to do good work and to keep literally keep the world from falling apart around us. And so to me, I feel like all of those things are extremely important to me as a man, to me as a husband, as a father, but just as a human being, a person who is responsible, you know, a part of our community and all of those sort of things. So I'd like to ask you, uh, if you're using the blue collar lifestyle, which we already covered has incredible opportunity, there's virtually limitless uh, financial opportunity there, uh, the, you know, with all kinds of different avenues and all kinds of different skill sets. What I find when people start talking about living a successful life, a lot of times the first thing people think about is I just want a big fat bank account. I think that having a big fat bank account is an important part of having a successful life, but that's certainly not all of it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the, you have to ask them. You always have to go one step further and ask them why, Jonah. So if someone were to say, I want a big fat bank account, okay, I would say, okay, here's a big fat bank account. Now, how do you feel? And, and, and you know, taking it to the next level. So what would that big fat bank account do for you? Like, tell me that because- that's what I'm interested in. It's like when someone says, hey, I need a job. Job for what? So I can get paid. Paid for what? So I can, pay, I can pay my bills. Okay, well, then what after that? Like, let's assume all that's done. Now what? When do you get to live or start living? And so I think what they're after when they say those things is they're after security, which is basically peace. They mm -hmm. want to be at peace. They don't want to be stressful. They don't want to be worried. They don't want to be afraid. They want comfort, peace, and freedom, which we talk about in the book. So I need to define what that is. Each one of us needs to define what that is for ourselves because that's our own unique individual nirvana, right? And um, it's going to be different for everybody. So some people are going to say, you know, I want to be an influencer. Or I want to be a rap star. I want to have a mansion, 15 cars and a yacht. Okay, great. If that's what you want, go get it. I'm, I'm happy for you. Love it. Um, but there are people out there that are like, you know, if I could live this way and have these things and just do this and have have um, the, the time to give back, okay, have the time to to schedule and be spontaneous in my life, mm -hmm. have the time to do the things that I want to do and to feel um, a sense of freedom, okay, 
freedom comes from peace, which creates comfort, which creates peace, which creates freedom, which creates comfort. It's like all interchangeable. And so that's the, that's the big challenge right there, because we don't live, we shouldn't anyway, live if then lives, you know, if I go to school and if I get good grades and if I get a scholarship and if I get a degree and then if I get a degree and that job, pay, get a job and it pays me well, then I can start living my life. Right. Wrong. We're, we we live then now lives, which is okay. That's what I want to look like then. So what do I have to do now? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the big difference because people always put it backwards. They think, well, someday I'll be happy if this happens. Well, no, no, no. Let's describe what happy is first. What does it look like? Draw that out. And then let's find a way to get there. Love that. That's that's a great way. Uh, that's a great approach to look at that. And you give uh, one of the things that I really like about your book is it's not just about Hey, look at how important blue collar stuff is. That's certainly a big part of it. Uh, Like we said earlier, it's the vehicle that will get you where you want to go. But you talk a lot about how to develop goals and sort of uh, getting a clear identification of where it is that you want to go so that you can use this blue collar vehicle to get you there. And this is something that I share in common uh, in the way that I approach my own life and in the way that I try to encourage other people to approach it, because it seems to me that a lot of people are getting into their cars and saying, I know I have to go somewhere, but they don't have any idea of where it is. So if you don't have an address to punch into your GPS, you're just going to go around and hit dead right. end after dead end, right? Sure. So what are some of the tools that you suggest to people uh, if they're, let's say that you're talking to a young man, a young woman who is entertaining the idea of getting into a blue collar lifestyle and they're thinking, boy, I don't even know what I want. I mean, I have this sort of vague idea of I want to have a, you know, a nice house and I want to drive a clean car and that sort of thing. Are there any tools or tips or resources that you can give us that will help people really clearly define that so that they can get on that track? Yeah, a prime example is when you hear somebody say, you know, um, I want to be able to travel someday. Okay, so let's draw the word travel. Well, you really can't because it's like it's like a vague term, like travel where, how, with what. Okay, so when someone says I'd like to travel someday, I want to I want to let's let's put them on this stool. And then here's the other person that says I want to travel to Spain. I want to do it two years from now. I Mm. want to stay seven days. Um, It's going to cost me $4,000, which means I have to save, let's see, um, that's 104 weeks, $40 a week. I have to put that into an account. And each day, each week that I'm done, it's going to be, you know, $4,000 then it's going to be 3,960 and then 3,920. And all I have to do is wake up and breathe. And then I'm going to be in Spain in two years from today. That's a real goal set right there. The other person is still sitting on the stool going, I hope I wish and I dream someday I can go to Spain or travel. They they haven't gotten specific enough yet. They haven't Mm. designed the goal yet. So what I recommend is that you go out and you get yourself a you know, 24 by 36 inch poster board and a big box of crayons, the same box of crayons you use when you were six years old and you just start drawing and you st- you don't stop until you have a, a brochure for your life. Hmm. This is the kind of car that I want specifically, the color, the style, the, the type, the wheels, everything. This is the type of vacation I want to go on. Draw that vacation out in, in, in 
ultimate detail. This is what I'd like my home, my homestead to look like. Okay, is it a is it a, a farm in this in in the uh, rural or is it in the suburbs? Is it you live in downtown in the city? What are you going to do? This is what my charity moment's going to look like. If I had an extra hundred bucks a month, what would I do with it? What would I do with my talent, my time, and my treasure if I had to give it away? What about your spiritual moment? What about your sport moment? What about your health moment? Okay. What about your pets? Are you going to have a dog or a cat? And if so, what color, what would you name it? I mean, get really specific, draw that out. And here's why this is the, this is the most important part. So I was interviewing Jarek Robbins, who's the son of Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the things that we had during this discussion was the, if you take a poster like that and you hang it on the wall, somewhere that you're going to see at least twice a day, the more you see those things, mm -hmm. And the more you pay attention to it, the more these little neurotransmitters in your brain start to work faster and faster and faster, and they get closer and closer and closer. So thoughts, instead of becoming fleeting thoughts, are now like consistent thoughts, right? Well, when your brain has a consistent thought, it literally thinks it already owns those things. Mm -hmm. So then it, it signals the body to take action to go get those things. So you're literally programming your own computer to gain the things you want for yourself in life. I think that is ridiculously cool. Yeah. Because it's it's what Elon Musk does and Stephen Jobs did and, and Bill Gates. They all were visionaries, but we all have the ability to do that. And it's free. You just have to think <laughs> about it. Take the time. Go sit in a dark room and figure out what you want your life to look like. Write it down. And then your body will naturally attract itself to it. It's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, it, it is a cool thing. And, you know, it's funny because I have a very sort of analytical mind and my mind often goes, yeah, that sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo hocus pocus. But I have a great deal of respect for guys like you and, and Tony Robbins and lots of other people in this space. And I think, okay, well, they might be onto something. Let me give this a go. So I'll tell you a quick story. Right before I started this podcast and this entire endeavor, I sat down and I thought, what are some resources out in this sort of blue collar space who... I would really like to have on my show. Who are my big fish? Well, one of those names, and this is not a joke, was Ken Rusk because I had read your book and I thought it was so great. And I thought, God, I just would really love it. Literally, I'm out of nowhere. I get a call from somebody I have never met in my life. And they say, hey, I found out about your podcast. I know this guy, Ken Rusk. I think he'd be a great fit. Oh my God. So this wow. is an exact, uh, it, it literally is a list. I look at it all the time. It's in my notebooks that I, you know, draw my uh, uh, notes and thoughts and all those things on. And I review it all the time. And I think, okay, uh, these are the guys who I'm aiming for. So the fact that we're sitting here having a conversation right now is proof positive of exactly what you are talking about. But I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah. I'm thinking about back to my early days when I was, say, 19, 18 years old. And to be fair, when I was 18 years old, this was right when 2008 happened. I got completely wiped out financially. It was a very, very difficult time for lots of people, but certainly for ambitious young motivators who didn't know what the heck they were doing in life like myself. Right. Uh, and I remember hearing all of these sort of things like, OK, I've got my vision board. I'm going to do all of these things now what am I supposed to do, right? Uh, getting yeah. from from where I am now to where I need to be, uh, it seemed like an almost insurmountable goal because I felt like I'm just trying to keep my head above water so I don't drown to death. Um, can you offer any words of encouragement to somebody who might be in that situation early in life, early in their career, who just doesn't know what they have to do in order to start 
getting that acceleration, that growth that is necessary in order to work their way up in a company or to build their own business or do whatever it is that gets you the car with the, you know, with the nice wheels and the this and the house and the pets and all of those things. Well, I, I, I look at it this way. You know, you, you have to take any of your if goals, if I could have that, that'd be really cool and turn them into when goals. And all, all that does is change the time frame. Like when I first went to Scotland golfing with my buddies, I was 24 years old. Okay. Well, we sat down at lunch one time and we had gone on golf trips locally, you know, local here in Michigan or whatever, a couple hours drive. That's what we did. Hey guys, what do you, th what do you think? What do you say we go to the home of golf? Let's go to St. Andrews and play in, in, in Scotland. Oh man, we could never do that. I, I don't know how I could ever pull that off. My wife would never let me go. I could never save the money, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but what if we put it out like three or four years from now? Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about saving 10 bucks a week, okay? You're talking about <laughs> using your credit cards to get points for free miles on the airplane and upgrades. Sure. And you have all that time to anticipate how cool this is going to be. So it doesn't matter how big or small the goal is. You just put it out in, in different times. And that way, you won't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, you may want to knock down that visa bill. That's going to take you six months. Okay, done. So now I have a six-month goal. I have a one-year goal. I have a three-year goal. I have a five-year goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got time if you're a very young person, okay? And um, that's when you have your the, the most energy and the most ability to start getting into your, your multiples of earning power because the demand is so good out there. Right. And the supply is so small. So just be patient. Start with small goals. The more small goals you accomplish, the more confidence you get, the more confidence you get, the bigger fish you start to take on. You start to knock those down. Then you start hunting whales. And I don't care if you have things that are happening now and things that are happening 10 years from now. You have to make them certain by just putting them out in the amount of time necessary to accomplish them and then just walk the path. And the first step's the hardest, but... Um, and that's always the, the design of it. But once you have it designed, just walk the walk and make it happen. Right. Yeah. You know, that sort of brings to mind yet another analogy that I really love from the book where you talk about building a skyscraper and the basic idea and correct me if I'm wrong here. The idea is you can look at a skyscraper and go, I don't know how to build a skyscraper. But then what you do is you just work backwards. You know what you're trying to construct. And you go backwards and then you do the first logical thing and you sort of go out there and give it a try. And I like to think about that in regard to some of these young people, people who are new to this idea of having the ability to go to this place of financial freedom, of success, of, of, of comfort, peace and freedom that you talk about all of these things. And I think Think of the skyscraper. Your goal is to do all of these things you did with the crayons. You know, these are your goals. These are your specific tasks. Now you like following your advice. Now we have specifically put down on paper. This is how we're going to do it. We're putting it out uh, into the future. We're going to go to Scotland for four years out the road, 10, 10 bucks a week or whatever. Uh, but there's more that's happening inside of your life at that time, because where you are today is not where you're going to be in four years, right? Um, if you're doing this thing right, if you are being a hard worker, if you're learning your, your skill set and you're doing everything that you can to be as valuable as possible, to create as much valuable for your company, for your customer, for your trade, whatever it is you're doing, you're going to enable yourself to 
to grow, you're going to have sort of windfalls where all of a sudden 10 bucks a week, well, maybe I can put a hundred dollars a week because I'm making more money and I'm working my way and I'm, right. I'm becoming an intrapreneur. So you're a guy who employs, as you said, in the beginning of this interview, some 200 people. Can you tell me about the qualities of the best people? So maybe somebody who's in this position started with you from scratch, didn't have a whole lot of experience in life, but you've had the opportunity to watch or to even mentor to, to watch them grow into somebody who's really um, exceptional. Can you tell me about somebody like that? What are the qualities and the skills and the things that those people do to separate themselves from the from the rest? Well, yeah. So if, if I were to use the word selfish, okay, a lot of people think of the word selfish as, as a, a negative word. Um, but if I'm thinking about somebody that works in this company and, and, and they're selfish, that means they're working on themselves first and the company second, meaning they're working hard to create a life for themselves. And oh, by the way, the more they do that and the better they get at it, the company's going to benefit from that, right? right? right. That, that's, that's essentially what I'm saying. So one of the things that you can do to be noticed as an entrepreneur, um, we, we have, one of the ways we do this is we have this huge black glass board. It's giant. It's like eight feet by 10 feet, okay? And it's, it's mounted on the wall between the two bathrooms, believe it or not. And um, we have these bright neon colored markers and that's where you can go write your goal on the board. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Spain. I'm going to go there in two years. It's going to cost me $40 a week. I'm going to start January 1st. I'll be done January of 2025. And, you know, um, I already have the payroll account that, that is going to be put into that I can't touch. And, um, I'm going to watch this thing happen. And so is all the other 200 people in the building too. They're all going to watch that happen mm -hmm. too, right? Because they all see what you're looking to get after. And that's why it's so important to share a goal with, with other people. Once you get it specific and clear, then you share it, right? For all to see. So when I put that board up, I announced what it was for. And probably the first, I don't know, 10 or 15 people that pulled, put goals up on that board are now years and decades later, all the people that run this company. <laughs> so think about that. Okay. You showed yourself as someone who has, you know, the will to win, you're in it to win it for yourself. And you have a clear idea of what that looks like. And all you need is a vehicle. Okay. So Ken, can I use your vehicle to build my life? Can I use your company to build my life? Mm. And, and if I build it bigger than you have it currently, will you share in that? growth with me? Absolutely. I will. Okay. Because it's money that I don't even have now. But if I <laughs> right. do, I'd be willing to share it. Right. Better. Right. Yeah. If, if I have X, I'm spending X, but if I have X plus Y, I'm spending, okay, well there's Y now. So there, I can share that with the people that around me that do these things. So just be that person that lets your company know that you have very aggressive, very clear goals they may start with you needing to make 40 or 50,000 a year, but they're going to end with you needing to make 70, 80, 90, 100,000 a year or more. And um, yeah, just, I mean, if, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, well, sit down, son, let's make this work. You know, right, right. Um, I couldn't hire her or him fast enough. And uh, that that's what I'm saying. Be out there, be assertive, tell people what you're after. And I can tell you, Every single boss on the planet is going to go home to his or her wife and go, oh, my God, you can't believe the gal I hired today. Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. Do, let me ask you this, Ken, because this is a this is something I think about a lot. Do you think that the kind of person who's willing to do that is that person born that way, or is this a skill set that somebody can learn and develop over the course of time? I am so glad you asked that question because I get that a lot. So people say, "Well, Rusk, you know, you're this entrepreneur guy. You know, you're lucky. You were just born with being a nut." <laughs> nope, not true. Okay. <laughs> So I have no college education. I have no letters after my name. I, I I finished high school. You know, I was good at math, but the rest of it I was just okay at. And um, But I knew what I wanted, right? So don't we all have the ability to plan a vacation? I mean, everyone you know has either been on a vacation or they have planned a vacation. And when they plan it, they're looking three months down the road, maybe spring break. And they're thinking beach, uh, let's see, suntan lotion, copper tone, smells really good. They're thinking a radio, a lounge chair. They're thinking umbrella, maybe a drink, maybe some music. They're thinking, you know, the salt sea air blown in their face, the breeze, the warm sun, a little bit of suntan going on. You all have the ability to visualize something as simple as a vacation. All I'm asking you to do is visualize the rest of your life the same way. I mean, mm -hmm. the 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 fact of anticipating something, I don't care whether you're anticipating Thanksgiving meal next month, okay, or I should say in a few months in October in November, or you're anticipating getting together for the holidays, or you're anticipating a vacation for spring break, or you're anticipating saving for your first car by next June, or maybe buying your first house in 2028. I don't care what it is. The the act of anticipating something is literally the only way to live in life. Because that's what gets you up out of bed and that's what gets you going. So there are probably, I think I say in the book, there's probably nine characteristics of an entrepreneur, you know, persistence, resilience, faith, courage, hope, humility, generosity, vision. Every one of us has those characteristics, Jonah. Mm -hmm. Every one of us has those characteristics in our closet. We just haven't worn them for a while. Okay. Sure. We have to clear that closet out. We have to get those characteristics out. And the way to do that is to get that poster up on the wall and start living the way you want your life to be. And develop all of those skills, yeah. And one of the best ways that I have found to do it is by simply looking around and saying like, okay, what are the kind of people who I want to try to emulate? Who do I wanna be like? What businesses do I like to work with? Which ones do I not like to work with? Who do I sure. think is a scumbag? Who's great at this? And yeah. then steal all of these good ideas and that will help to develop those skill sets. And if you're going out with this mindset that your job is to create as much value as possible, right? Uh, whether you're working for a company or whether you're running your own business or whether you're just walking, you know, pushing your shopping cart in the grocery store. It doesn't matter if somebody needs a hand, get the box off the top shelf, just be of value to people all around you. And if you're constantly looking for ways to improve the amount of value that you're creating in life, all of those things that you talked about, they just start building one on top of another. And I think that's, that's just fantastic. And I, I will tell you that the energy you get from it is unbelievable. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like you have one battery, you accomplish this goal. Now someone put two batteries in you and right. now you're accomplishing these <laughs> other goals. And now you have eight batteries in you and you just have this drive. That's just incredible. I mean, you go from a little electric Jeep in your driveway to a Tesla. I mean, it's, it's right. crazy. The energy and the, the electricity that you get from accomplishing goals, starting small, building a lot. And by the way, you know, think big. I mean, think, think big, think comfortable, but think big. 
And um, I'd rather have you fail at 50% of a big goal, okay, than 100% of a really small goal that doesn't take you very far. Right. Shoot so, for the stars, you might hit the moon, right? <laughs> yeah. God forbid, right? So, yeah, it, 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 in my mind, it's the only way to live. And, and, and I choose to share that with everybody here. And they, they get involved in it. And what's funny is sometimes at the Christmas party, I'll get the big bear hug from one of them saying, hey, you know, if it weren't for you, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> I had like 3% to do with your success. Okay. The other 97 is what you decided to do. And that's, yeah. that's the beauty of the whole thing. That's, that is fantastic. Well, we're coming up a little bit uh, on time here, so I don't want to keep you for too, too long. Uh, two quick questions for you. The first one is what makes blue collar work specifically um, such a great vehicle for driving all of these things, all of these goal accomplishments and all the things that you can do with it. What separates that from, all of the other options, sort of all the, you know, go to college and, and do all of yeah. these sort of lives. Well, I have to tell you, so the guy that built my outdoor kitchen in, in the backyard, it, he's a stonemason. He builds these beautiful fences with wrought iron gates and, mm -hmm. you know, lamps that light up with flame. And I mean, they're just oh, amazing. Cool. So I saw him roll up in my driveway. This is a few years back. He's got a brand new pickup truck. He gets out of the truck. He's got his jeans on, his work boots. He's got like an Ozzy Osbourne t-shirt on, right? <laughs> and he's jamming Zeppelin on the radio. And he's whistling and he's building this beautiful creation. And at the end of the day, he did the same thing that I've been doing since I was 15. You stand back about 10 feet and you lean on that shovel and you have your pop or maybe your beer or whatever you're doing. And you look at that thing and you go, wow, I just built that. Right. I made that happen. That's going to be here. 200 years from now, it's going to stand the test of time. And I don't care whether you're planning landscaping or doing, you know, you're cleaning up yards or you're, 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 you're creating building things or, or whatever. That stuff is really cool. I actually call it the stand back moment. I, I actually labeled that the stand back moment. <laughs> I just don't think you get that in the 15th floor in some cubicle. No. And, um, the, you know, some people like that and that's fine. That's where they find safety and security. It's cool. Do it. You know yourself better than I do. But for those of us who are wondering if I shouldn't be doing something like that, there is a beauty in the stand back moment. And in the control, you get to, to run your own life that way. I love that. That's that's so great and so true. I mean, one of the things that I do in my investment life, I use my contracting skills and so forth to buy and fix remodel houses. And so one of my favorite things to do is put together the before and after pictures. You look at the oh, before, yeah. you know, this look at this dump, and then you look at how beautiful it is. In fact, I'm sitting in one right now. This is, uh, we're in the final stages of getting it all uh, decorated and so forth, but uh, yeah. it it feels so incredible to step back and go, damn, I'm good at this. You know, yeah. <laughs> or like I yeah. did that. If there's nothing theoretical about what we do in the blue collar world. You literally build it with your own hands. I did that. Every blue collar guy, anybody who's ever had a blue collar dad or mom, you know what it's like because you're driving around to the restaurant and your dad goes, I worked on that house and I worked yeah, on that right. house. And he <laughs> yeah. does it with pride because sure. you know, it's, it's an honor to have the ability to be able to create something literally from nothing. 100% so, correct. You got yeah, it. Love that. Love that. Well, Ken, before we go, uh, right before we started recording, you were telling me about a course that you put together. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that and then any other way that we might be able to, uh, you know, to, to learn more as obviously you have got, we've just barely scratched the surface of all the great stuff that you have to offer. So. Well, one, one of the things that I did was, you know, I, I see a lot of people that read books, self-help books and whatever, and they end up becoming like trophies on a shelf. You know, the, the, the book is there and you say, well, 
did you read that book? Yeah, I did. Well, how did it change your life? Well, I, I don't know, but I read it. It was a good book, whatever, right? So I wanted to make sure that that blue collar cash had a hundred percent impact on someone. If they were going to give me the privilege of of buying the book and reading it, I want to give them the gift of changing their life from it. So I'm going to force the issue. Okay, I'm going to put <laughs> you through a little eight week course. It's literally one hour a week tops. You could probably do it in a long weekend if you really wanted to. And the course is designed to get you to take what you read in the book and implement it in your life today, not mm. tomorrow, not someday. Someday never comes. We know that, but right now. And uh, this course is 129 bucks. It's the cost of a movie and a dinner. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's for me, I've seen courses out there for three, four, five hundred, seventeen hundred, two thousand dollars. No, that's not what this is about. I donate most of my proceeds from the book to charity anyway. But this course is 129 bucks and you you get a free $25 book with it. And um, I guarantee you, if you take this course, okay, you will find something within the first 24 hours that will change your life for the better. I guarantee it. <laughs> and um, that's kind of why I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself behind it. So I, I hope people take advantage of it. And I hope they take the course and they give me feedback because really that's where it's all about. Well, fantastic. Where can people find the course if that's something that they'd be interested in signing up for right now? You can go to uh, bluecollarcash.com. Um, you can go to uh, kenrusk.com is, is the quickest way there because that has the book and the course there. Great. And you can see the buy buttons and you'll see what else we're up to there. So uh, yeah, it's all good. All right. Fantastic. Well, guys, obviously, if you uh, remember, it just takes a little bit of screw of the head to make sure you're getting in the right direction. This course is a phenomenal way to, uh, to to really dig into all of the things that you learn about in the book. If you don't have the book, make sure you get the book, but check it out. And uh, Ken, again, thanks for uh, you know helping me fulfill one of these uh, items on my wish list. I really, really appreciate you being here. It's been an honor to talk. Hope we can do this again sometime. Absolutely, Jonah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Hoorah. Super fix. Thank you.